Hey, Praise Chapel. Welcome to our podcast. Hey, this message is from a midweek service with Ruben Vargas. He's one of our disciples that we had for our shotgun preaching night. That's what we call it. Um, He's going to be talking about revival, how it starts with us, uh, the commitment that we need uh, to see revival. It begins with us. And so it's a challenging message. Enjoy it. Oh, man. Isn't he faithful? He's faithful. Man, I, I do not take this lightly. I already thank Pastor Omar in person, but I just want to say this again. Uh, Pastor Omar and Pastor Lefty, I completely honor you guys, and I do not take this lightly. Um, you guys don't even know. I'm not even supposed to be up here. Uh, I'm not even supposed to be up here, man. God, God, God saved me, and I'm just so thankful that I'm up here. Um, all right, the timer started. Let's go ahead and pray. So, uh, Lord, we just come before you tonight, God, and we just, we honor you in this house, Lord. We ask that your Holy Spirit, God, would visit us in this place, God, that you would consume us, Lord. I pray that you would speak to your people, God, that your Holy Spirit, God, would, that I would be led by your Holy Spirit tonight, Jesus. I just thank you, Lord, and, and we just honor you and give you reverence in this place. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. amen. So, yeah, man, it's crazy. I'm not even supposed to be up here. This is... This is a, um, a long time coming, and I'm just thankful for the opportunity. And, and I want to encourage you guys again and, and share this not to, you know, you know, speak about myself, but it's the Holy Spirit in me that, that leads me, that, that really guides me. And, and um, I, I promise my best not to uh, stumble, Pastor. Um, and, and it's the Holy Spirit in me. And I'm, I'm thankful that I'm reminded, even when it's the God or it's other people. The other day, Johnny uh, came up to me. Uh, Alcaraz, he came up to me, and um, this was on Sunday, and he, he comes up to me as I'm walking in the church, and he goes, uh, that was really good what you did, Reuben, and then I'm like, what are you talking about? And he was referring to um, Saturday morning prayer, and, um, and I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, thank you so much, man. He goes, yeah, man, that's the Holy Ghost on you, man, and I'm like, thank you, and I'm just not really thinking much of it, and as I'm in the church, I'm, and as worship's going, I'm just like, God, you're so faithful, like, like the fact that you would use someone like me. So... I, w- I want to go ahead and go ahead and get into uh, um, get into my message really quick, and I want to share some stats that I shared uh, on Saturday actually, and I think it's important not to kill the atmosphere in this room, but to give you guys a perspective on what is going on currently in the church. So uh, you guys can look these up if you guys don't believe me; it's perfectly fine. It is stated that four to eight thousand churches are closing a year. That's equivalent to seventy-five to one hundred and fifty churches a week. Another stat that's really important to know is in 2009, this is by the Barna Group, in 2009, this is after the Great Recession, I think we all know that, 58% of U.S. adults were attending church weekly. And at the beginning of 2020, that number was at 29%. So I cannot imagine what that church, what that number looks like right now in the church. And I don't say this to make it sound hopeless. I don't say this because, um, oh man, you know, we're on a downcline and, and, you know, Pastor Omar was saying earlier, like we need to go on an incline. We need, we really need to, you know, get a hold of God and really pray, you know, not only for, you know, the church, but pray for the leaders. Go ahead and give, give God some praise. We need to pray for the church, pray for the leaders that are, you know, in a position to go ahead and navigate the church, especially through this time. I mean, who could have predicted COVID? Nobody can, it's crazy. And I'll say it just like Saturday, I'll say it exactly like I did. Just because stats are saying there's a a decline, just because church doors are closing, I still believe God can move in the house. I still believe that God has placed us for a place. God has set us for a place, has positioned us for a time for revival. I truly believe, regardless of what 2020 says, that revival will still come. I don't care if COVID says there's cases on the rise. I don't really care because God says what? The debts are going down and it's perfectly fine. God has a hand on what's going on in this year. 
So before I get into the scripture, I want to go ahead and give you some reference, and it's found in the book of Exodus. We're going to go ahead and read there if you guys want to turn there, book of Exodus chapter 30, 35. And it says, um, basically, this is Moses when he's, uh, he's gathering the people of Israel, and this is right after he came down from Mount Sinai, and he assembles everyone from, um, from Israel, and he shares what the Lord had put on his heart and commanded him to do. So we're going to jump into Exodus 35, verse uh, 4. He says, uh, it says, Moses said to all the congregation of the people of Israel, this is the thing that the Lord has commanded. Take from among you a contribution to the Lord. Whoever is of generous heart, let him bring the Lord's contribution, gold, silver, and bronze. And he goes on to name all this other material. And they're talking about the tabernacle as they're getting set to build it. Um, in verse 10, we jump down. It says, let every skillful craftsman come among you and make all that the Lord has commanded, the tabernacle, its tent and its covering, its hooks and its frames, its bars, its pillars and its bases. And I would jump down to verse 20 because it just talks about all the material and everything. Then all the congregation in verse 20, then all the congregation of the people of Israel departed from the presence of Moses and they came, everyone whose heart stirred him and every, everyone whose spirit moved him and brought the Lord's contribution to be used for the tent of meeting and for all its service and for the holy garments. And this is the, the part that I really like. Exodus chapter 36, verses two to seven. I hope you guys catch this. And Moses called Bezalel and Aholiab and every craftsman in whose mind the Lord had put skill. Everyone whose heart stirred him up to come to do the work and they received from Moses all the contribution that the people of Israel had brought for doing the work on the, on the sanctuary. They still kept bringing him freewill offerings every morning so that all the tasks that he was doing and said to Moses, the, pre, the people bring much more than for doing the work that the Lord has commanded us to do. So Moses gave command and, and the word was proclaimed throughout the camp, let no man or woman do anything more for the contribution for the sanctuary. So the people were restrained from bringing for the, for the people were restrained from bringing for the material they had was sufficient to do all the work and more. And I'll stop right there. And I want to re repeat this and pinpoint this for those that missed it. Moses had to command the people to stop giving because the workers had reported that there was too much coming in, too much material was coming in, too much labor was coming in, and the workers had more than enough to get the tabernacle finished, and the people would not stop giving. I'm not sure about you, but that's a really great problem to have. Imagine, imagine, I'm not even sure who's in charge of the finances. I'm assuming it's Sandy. But imagine her coming up to Pastor Omar and saying, hey, you really need to tell the church to stop giving because so much is coming in, I can't even count it. Imagine if, if Sandy would come up to Pastor Omar and say, hey, we have too many volunteers today. We gotta send some of them home. We have too much work here. Imagine if there was a people that would be stirred by the things of God and would say, God, I give it all to you. God, I give you my praise. Whatever it is you ask, I lay it all beside you, God. It's all for you. Listen, when you are stirred by the things of God, when God sways you, when he captures your heart, when he stirs you, you can't stop giving. When he captivates your heart, you can't stop praising. When the Lord saves you, you can't stop praising him and thanking him because he's been so good to you. When the Lord saves you, you can't stop in thanking him because he took you out of the rut. He took you out of the mire and he's changed you. When God touches you, he gets a hold of you and he stirs your heart and you have no choice but to say, God, I give it all to you. Imagine if we went into the streets and said, God, he's, he's been so good to me. Imagine if we just went into the streets and professed his goodness all the time until people got changed. 
Imagine if every time there was a need for the church, every time the people would come up and rise and say, we, meet, we will meet the need, Pastor Omar, and we'll go above and beyond until you tell us to stop giving. Imagine if you were a church that would be stirred for the things of God. And I don't say that to rebuke you. I don't say that to put you in this negative mindset and go, oh man, this guy's just talking badly about me. No, the thing is, revival starts with you. Tell your neighbor, it starts with you. The place of worship would have not been built if it weren't for a people that would be stirred by the things of God. When the church was pioneered, don't assume that it was just Pastor Omar and Pastor Letty, but it was a collective effort. For everybody that's new and that's watching online and that's barely you know, coming, they've only been coming for a couple of weeks, understand that when you got here, this wasn't already built and Pastor Omar just built it in one day, but it was a collective group effort. And you know what happens when people come together? And they, they're able to say, you know what, God, I give it to you. I sacrifice my time. I give you my tithes and my offering. I give it all to you. You know what God does when, when he sees that in your heart? He fills you with his glory. It's in Exodus chapter 40, verse 34 to 5. It says, then the cloud covered the tent of meeting once everything was finished. And the glory of the Lord filled the tabernacle. And Moses was not able to enter the tent of meeting because the cloud settled on it. And the glory of the Lord filled the tabernacle. A people that are led by God. A people that would say, God, I humble myself and I want to, you know, listen to whatever it is you have for me. When you have a heart like that, God rests on you. His glory can fill you up. His, imagine a church where, where bystanders can just walk by and see like, what's interesting about that place? Why is there, what, what's going on right there? Imagine a cloud hovering over this church. It would be so abnormal, but imagine a, a cloud on the church. God is in that place. Why can't that be our church? Why can't that be our church? I believe it can be our church. I'm pretty sure Pastor Omar believes it. I'm pretty sure all the pastors believe it. It's because there, it takes a people that comes together and says, God, whatever it is you ask. God, I'm willing to sacrifice. It's because of people that would come together and say, God, you're stirring these things in my, inside me and whatever it is you want, I'm gonna release it because people are filled with faith. That's why they were able to build a tabernacle. Imagine a people of all walks of life just coming into the house of God because they were just, you know, they were, they were just, you know, persuaded by what was going on over the church. I think about um, the, 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 Maywoods, the Maywood church, and correct me if I'm wrong, Pastor, where, where firefighters broke down into the church because they thought they saw a fire over the church. But when the firefighters arrived, they found out that people were just praising God and worshiping him. Imagine if our church would come to a place where they would just humble themselves. Imagine a church that would just come to a place where they would say, God, I give it all to you. Imagine if we would have incidents where people would come and say, I heard that there was a fire here because people are praising God. Imagine a church that would come and say, God, I give it to you. Revival starts with you. Tell your neighbor again, revival starts with you. I don't know about you, but I want our church to be like this. I'll say it again like I said it on, on Saturday. I refuse to let statistics say what God can and cannot do in my life. I refuse to believe that whatever it is COVID is, whatever COVID has planned for the rest of you, rest of the year, I refuse to believe that it will dictate what happens in the house of God. What, I refuse to believe that whatever the media is pouring into your guys' life, all this fear and all these tactics, I mean, I'll, I'll say just like uh, David said, you guys need to stop watching all that stuff. It's all junk. You guys really need to stop consuming yourself with that because 
because next thing you know, our church is gonna be like this forever. We're gonna have masks forever. We're gonna be, you know, scared to sit next to each other. We're gonna be scared of coughing. When someone coughs, you know, you look at them and you give them the roll out. You're like, oh my gosh, what's going on? You guys need to come to a place where you guys, God, whatever it is you ask, I give it to you, God. And I'm not gonna be a church that is scared. I'm not gonna be a people that is scared because the media is telling me to stay in my home, but I'm gonna be a people that says, God, I give it to you. I don't know about you, but God has called me. And, I, and I, I for sure know that God has called you guys because the people in the tabernacle, though they were called, a lot of them lacked. Though they were called, a lot of them just had so, some materials. Some of them have craftsmen's skill, skill sets. Some of, them have, some of them had ideas. Some of them were artistic. And I think it takes a whole house to come together and bring revival in the house. It takes a whole house to come together and says, God, we're gonna come collectively and build whatever it is you ask of us. And I think God can do that again. And God can, will do it again and again and again every single year. I don't care if 2020 says it's canceled and, and you know the church is done and as a what's crazy as as a event coordinator I got to go around and I got to call churches I got to you know plan events I got to go ahead and connect with the churches and say we can rent it and whatnot and what's frightening is the number one thing that I get from churches is it's, it's completely understandable how COVID is happening but the number one thing that happens is they call as I'm calling them and I'm asking them about all these details they go to be frank with you we're going to be having our closed doors uh, for the rest of the year and just be online a lot of the churches say we might not even be open till next year, or maybe going forward we might just do online. We might just get rid of the church and cancel the cancel um, every, the lease and whatnot. It's crazy to hear that. I'm I am in a place where I say, God, I refuse that to happen to our church. I refuse for that to happen to this ministry. I refuse for that to happen in this place. It takes a people that would come together and surrender it all and say, God, I give it to you, and that's when revival can take place. That's when revival can take place. So if you guys can just go ahead and um, uh, bow your heads, close your eyes. I wanna go ahead and pray. Lord, we, we ask God that you would consume us, Lord, that you would fill us, God, with your glory, Lord. Let us be a people, Lord, that are swayed by you, by the things of God. Let us be a, a people that are after your heart, Lord, that we would be consumed by the things of you, Jesus. Lord, that you would take every single thing in our lives, God, and make it more like you, Jesus. Lord, I pray that you would take the desires of our hearts away, Lord, that you would fill us up with your glory, God. Let this place be a, a place where your glory can, can rest, God, a place where your cloud out of glory can rest, God. Let us be a people, a people, a church, God, that attracts people, Lord, that we would attract the lost, the broken, the addicted, God, and that we would just be led by you, Holy Spirit-led, God. We thank you for what you're going to do in this year because it's not over, God. You, you have a word in what's going to happen, God, and we honor you and thank you in advance in Jesus' name. Hey, thanks for listening to this week's message from Praise Chapel Paramount. If you want to stay connected, follow us online with Facebook and Instagram at PC Paramount or visit our website at praisechapelparamount.com.